Josh Chapman, and today, oh, returning guest. It's been too long. We're just talking offline. It's been too long. Uh, he's been on a couple of times before. Let's just jump straight in. You, you know him. You love him. Imperial Senate podcast. Charlie Ashby. How you going, my man? Hey, it's good to be back. I know it's been forever. It's been forever. I think it's been. I'm just trying to remember whether you'd actually been on pre-celebration last year or not. You know, when you leave celebration and you say your goodbyes and it's all these promises are made of, oh, we'll talk real soon, you know. And we'll you know, do it's stuff. funny you said that. I literally this week listened to your last episode and you're like, don't worry though, mate. We'll see each other next year. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, only we knew. <laughs> I know. Oh, the lies. Oh, the lies. We were taken for an absolute ride on that. Um, yeah, well, I um, I caught up with some of Melbourne people, people who people listeners would know, Andy Campbell and Charlie Ashby, and we went to the bar that Tracy Gardner runs. People know Tracy. And it was just a lot of talk of, gosh, we, you know, didn't the best laid plans get changed on this? And it seems redundant to talk about it now because, you know, it's still happening for a lot of people. But, yeah, I still – it's every time I get a celebration email, it's just like, yeah, it just seems weird. Doesn't it? Yeah. So many plans, so many dreams shattered. <laughs> um, it's funny. I was thinking, like, how many people had plans for this year whose shows and friendships and loves would not even exist <laughs> by the time it actually comes. Yeah. Well, I um, that was the only thing I had planned. Like, I've got, you know, I've got two little kids. We don't really do much else because you know you can't really you might have like a little local holiday or something but like that was like the thing that i had planned for this year i didn't really have anything else sort of not you know to say i had nothing to look forward to which isn't true but you know what i mean like that was like the thing mm. and you kind of go all right i'm just going to base everything around this and this and then it kind of went ah oh, i guess i'm not going to be doing that i'll be doing something in but it's like 2022 seems so far away that it just seems ridiculous to be looking that forward to it it doesn't well yeah i was thinking that as well and i was like well we're only like what, two months away from 2021, which just seems ridiculous in itself. Yeah. And judging by how this year has gone, it could even take, it could even feel like five years or <laughs> one year. At least if we get to 2021, we can say celebrations next year. You know what I mean? Like, at least mm-hmm. it's not that, like, two year, because two years just seems crazy. That seems like waiting for Olympics or something, you know, like, or the World Cup yeah. or something, you know, like, it just seems crazy. And, like, speaking of the World Cup, um, you know, obviously, Diego Maradona passed away this morning and they've got a man who's wearing a Arsenal beanie right now as we talk. So he obviously knows who Diego Maradona is. Nothing to do with Star Wars. But um, I was just thinking about like, there's no Star Wars equivalent of Diego Maradona, is there? There's no kind of like, there's nobody Mark like... Hamill. Is ha- <laughs> Hamill. <laughs> Hamill's like Maradona? He, Mark Hamill has cheated, so I don't know, you know. <laughs> I don't think Mark Hamill was like getting busted on drug busts, and uh, I I I didn't even know whether from an actor's point of view or I mean who is the who's the wildest Star Wars actor, like who's the bad boy of the Star Wars actors or the bad. I mean, girl? there's some we can't talk about. I mean, there's some for the wrong reasons, but I mean, as far as of like the, you know, like the the rock star, the swagger, the 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 dangerous one. Harrison Ford. Yeah, but is he though? When's the last time Harrison Ford got to a... He crashed into people via a plane. Yeah, pretty great. that was an accident. It wasn't like he, he's getting into punch-ups in nightclubs and stuff like that. Or, um, Did he 
used to build like drug compartments for celebrities in Hollywood. Oh, did he? I'm sure I've heard that before because he was a carpenter. So apparently, I think like he used to like this could be I should say allegedly. <laughs> I, I <laughs> don't know. Caveat. Case Harrison's listening. Sure heard. He's like, I thought, sure that been, I thought that had been put to bed. <laughs> I feel like he used to make like compartments for like marijuana and stuff. Really? Hide in like hot tubs and stuff. Because he was like, a carpenter, he could do that stuff. Um, so, you know what? I completely. Carrie Fisher is the bad boy of Star Wars actors. Surely. I mean, yeah. yeah. Live hard, you know, all that kind of stuff. The, um, that is, I mean, I feel stupid now not realizing that after. <laughs> I mean, it was just obvi- obvious, really. I mean, she is the Diego Maradona of. Of Star Wars, really, you know, adored, oh, flawed, um, you know, lived life to the fullest, you know, coached Queen Argentina to a World Cup, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, that would have been a crazy celebration. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you reckon? Do you reckon it like gets loose behind the scenes at celebration? Like, I'm not privy to what goes on behind the scenes. Oh at yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure it does. I'm, I've heard stories of some people like crazy it's all I mean, like i don't know it's not the a-listers it's, though it's like you know no, oh no it's it's yeah. like jawa number four <laughs> jawa number four getting loose with da- like daniel logan or bloody some it's like mostly the australians probably you know like uh <laughs> jeff Tom- jack thompson or um yeah I'm just trying to think. Usually, I've, I've usually got a pretty good like reel of all the Australian, shonky Australian actors that are in Star Wars, but for some reason, it's just eluding me right now. But do you yeah, get like that stunt coordinator or something? Yeah. Do you get that like, you know, like since Star Wars, you know, was originally filmed in Britain and then kind of went to Australia for sort of two movies and then went back to Britain again. Like, do you get that cultural cringe when you watch Star Wars? You're like, oh, that's bloody so and so from EastEnders, or that so and so from Casualty, or that's like, yeah. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had that with the prequels as well. Like, you know, we had so many people there. It's like Hugh Quashy, some casualty. I just remember him being in Red Dwarf. That was always the thing I recognised him from. He was in yeah. an episode of Red Dwarf, Hugh Quashy. But uh... well, he might have been. Was it Holby City? It's the same. Like for people that don't know British TV, Holby City and Casualty are these two hospital shows that take place in the same hospital, but in different departments. Yeah. <laughs> Talk I about. In, I think he might be in a whole bit. Yeah, that's like a Star Wars level of ringing out a timeline, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, and there's crazy crossovers every year, and so. But yeah, that yeah, there is there is those moments where you're like I know that person. That's blah, blah, blah. especially like Rogue One. I think Daniel Mays was a big one. So Daniel Mays is this really big actor over here who's like in everything. He's incredible. Yeah, and he played that dude that Cassian shot at the beginning of the film. Ah, uh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. There's a Even few of those. It, it's like, um, yeah. I think I mentioned before, like Jodie Cormer being in um, Rise of Skywalker for like one line. Mm. And then you watch um, Killing Eve and she's just like the world's greatest actress. And you just go, wow, really? Made have, you, have you ever heard her speak, like Jodie Cormer just speak normally in an interview or anything oh, like yeah. that? She's got this yeah, yeah. like totally thick Scouse accent. I had no idea. Like it just She's I, incredible, yeah. You just go, <laughs> oh wow, like you're even more of a greater actress than I thought you were because I had no idea that you've got this like massively thick, like Dave Lister esque Liverpool accent going on, you know. 
Yeah, I remember the BAFTAs. I think it was the BAFTAs when she got the award. It was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, is she doing what a voice? <laughs> like, is she, is she still on? <laughs> like, is she still acting? Um, yeah, that's sort of the biggest bummer about that, I guess, is that, I mean, you never say never with Star Wars, is that she's kind of like punched her Star Wars card now. You know what I mean? Like, you could put her, like, give her a Star Wars movie. Like, now you've kind of wasted her Look, on this. On I'm this just saying, that the latest episode of The Mandalorian, we see a bunch of clones. And if these are Palpatine, potential Palpatine clones, don't be surprised if we get a spin-off called Ray's Dad, where he falls in love with Jodie Comer. My three Ray's dads. <laughs> ah, look, that's all I want. All I want is a, is a beautiful love, star-crossed romance, where this beautiful uh, clone falls in love with this blue, beautiful woman. Uh, they have a little kid, and they're getting chased around the galaxy by OG of Pistoon. Is it one of those sort of typical rom-com things, you know, where it you know, there has to be a point where it looks like it's all going to fall apart. You know, it, the truth comes mm. out. So it's like the whole, I'm a clone of the worst dude in history. Is You know, the thing, he seemed like the perfect man. Um, and then it turned out that he was actually a clone of the worst guy in history. Like, would it be worse? Well, he's, than, he's keeping he, it secret. And she, yeah, she, exactly. Like, he just admits it to her. And she's like, look, I know. But I still love you. <laughs> Like, but that oh. doesn't happen right away because it's sort of like, well, what's worse, that you're a clone? Is there clone prejudice in the galaxy? Or is it, you know, like, I'm a clone. Oh, that's pretty bad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, just hold your hold your powder here. I'm actually a clone of the Emperor Palpatine as well. No, it's, it's going to be like, look, you may be a clone of one of the worst genocidal maniacs in history. But what's worse is that you didn't feel comfortable to tell me about it. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> now I've got to go walk in the rain and have a think about things. <laughs> oh no, I'm on Camino. Uh, oh, it's just rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, like so many clones everywhere. Have you read that um, <clears throat> that Rise of Skywalker novel? Like, does it actually kind of? I haven't read it. Does it actually have it make sense? <clears throat> um, I me. I haven't read it either, but I'm pretty sure that they do say that he is a clone, but he's not force sensitive. So he's like a dud, kind of. Pretty much. And, and, which I like. I like that. Comment. Which is weird that he just gets sort of like allowed to live. You, you think like the emperor's tolerance for for people for life in general. You think that he would just be like, well, I guess I'll just let this one go. And I mean, I feel like that's, that's part of it, right? Like they must have just escaped. They must have been running off and like, look. It's a really just find this. It's just a. It's a. I mean, it's a. It's a weird salute. I mean, that whole thing is weird. I mean, it's, we've talked. It's been talked about to death, really. But it's like the more you sort of scratch on this onto this under the surface and stuff. I mean, it feels like it would have just been easier for him to have biological children somewhere back on Naboo or something, or I don't know. Like, I mean, I love it. I think it. I I really do love that concept because it feels more Palpatine than him, you know, jerking off into a tube. <laughs> You know, I don't want to see the Umbra get laid. I don't think that makes sense. But he was anyone. a pretty like back in his Naboo days. He was a pretty you know nice head of hair, and he was a you know politician, powerful he's, dude. Yeah, he exactly. He's a politician. But he must have had a few, you know. But I don't think he suitors. cared. Like you have to remember that he was doing he was doing double time. His spare time, he was busy putting a cloak on, sorting out. Yeah, shenanigans. No, he wasn't sort of hitting Tinder in his spare time. He's like, no, all my off time, all my non face to face time is black black cloak time kind of thing. Because you've got to remember as well, it, it, it's quite a bit of a, a few miles away, the Senate chamber from that abandoned industrial, like industrial estate. So that's like a tube and a, that's like a tube and a bit. you got to walk the rest of the way, yeah. get your cloak on. <laughs> Make sure no you're, one's you're looking. just tired. 
It's like, ah, oh, no time for no time for chicks. <laughs> Too yeah, busy. I, I, to I take want a family. Of. I want to settle down, but I can't. I can't do it. I'm just gonna clone myself. It's, it's gonna easier. have to be a convenient way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but no. But seriously, in universe, like I feel like it's just a great way of introducing that concept because we know the two driving forces for Palpatine and Vader, which they're definitely exploring more in this new canon, which I really like, is the is the fact that what he says in Episode Three, which is that they're trying to extend their life. Mm. And we see Vader do it in all these different like concepts. We see it in the uh, the comics, which is really cool. We see it in um, I don't know if you read the Dark Vader comics, but there's this yeah. really great arc. Yeah, I'm really caught up he... on them. Yeah, the Mortis. Uh, not, not, sorry, not the Mortis arc. The uh, what's his name? Darth. Oh, it's the guy who puts name. himself like into the artifact kind of thing. Yeah, the helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of weird at the moment because they're, they're doing this like they're in the middle of. Um, like Empire and Jedi at the moment in the comics. And it's just, you know, there's all this like wacky adventures that are going on in between. And um, Darth Vader's gone through a pretty rough patch. Like he went back to Bustafar and like got like the crap kicked out of him. And, and, oh, like, it's, it's so it's, good. And it's just like, oh, wow, this is all like going on in between these movies. Like it's, it's, um, yeah. And then they well, tied I love in it because, um, yeah, Ochi Pastoon, mm. the baddest boy in the galaxy. They, <laughs> Like, there's something so cool about that whole comic series. Because when you watch Return of the Jedi, one of my favorite things about Return of the Jedi, and actually Empire as well, is that Anakin's transformation begins in the latter half of Empire. There's a scene where after Luke... Like, he sees Luke actively choose the fall to his death rather than go with him. Mm. And that clicks in his head. He's like, okay, shit. (laughs) This isn't good. And there's that bit at the end where the Falcon escapes, and Vader looks out the ship, and he's, like, devastated. Yep. And he doesn't say a word. And the way they, the way that Evan Kershner like directs it is amazing because he looks out, looks back, and then all the the way he frames it's that all the Imperials are looking upwards because the entire film he kills anyone who does anything wrong. Yeah. And this time he just walks past and lets them go, and they're all looking like, who's going to get it? What's going? <laughs> what's going on? Like, why is he not killing one of us? And it's really cool. And then we see it obviously in Return of the Jedi. It's just this bit where he's like questioning Palpatine and stuff. And Palpatine's like, well, "What? Why would you not tell me this? What's going on?" It's like, well, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't kill anybody in Jedi apart from Palpatine. Mm. So his his body count. I, don't, I can't remember what his body count in New Hope is. I mean, he shoots a few X wings down and stuff. But um, yeah, like it's sort of on, on the Poor decline. Captain Tilly's. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he gets he, he gets choked and then thrown to a wall for good measure, just as like the, the second humiliation, just to make sure in case you didn't, you know, just to make sure you're doubly hurt. Uh, <laughs> cop yeah, that. no, definitely. Those comics just add so much to it, and I feel like with the Palpatine thing as well. Like, I love the idea that he's he's also because they're that's the thing about the Sith as well. Is that they're both doing it against each other. Vader's mm. like, look, I want Padme back. <laughs> like, screw this. And Palpatine's like, look, I, just, I don't care if he dies. Like, I want to just live forever. Like, I want to extend my reign. And I like the idea that he gets so far. Like, he doesn't he doesn't reach the, the epitome of what he wants. He doesn't get to the point where he's like, look, I found the perfect way to come back. It's this is the bare minimum I can get to. It's like the, sort of like the bastardized version of... Yeah, like his soul must travel to this, like, horrible... Exegol chamber thing, and he's like, "Look, I have to live with this shitty thing. I've got a, all these clones; they're all deformed. I know. What if we use one of them as a sympathetic story to gain sympathy from all these people? Mm. And that's where the whole Snoke being 
oh, Luke Skywalker hurt him and beat him up and we should feel bad for him. Stuff comes into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how it went down. Um, it's just funny because it's got like that dynamic. Have you I, have you watched the the holiday special, the Lego holiday special? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you What do you think of that? I really liked it. I love the I love the Lego specials. I don't know if you watched all the all of them, yeah. but the sense of humor is just spot on. Yeah, it was funny. Like it's, <clears throat> I mean, the thing that's significant about it, and I know it's not canon, and I'm not going to get into a debate about what's canon and what's not canon. Like who gives a shit? Um, was it's the like it's the first it's the it's the furthest point in the timeline now. Like it's actually like mm-hmm. there, there there is definitely stuff in that that will go forward as canon to some degree. Whether it's Ray training Finn, um, Ray being a Jedi Master, like she refers to herself as a Jedi Master, like a few times. You know, poor Anakin, absolutely slogged away for years, got nowhere. Like <laughs> Ray's just like, I'm a master now, which is pretty much what Luke did, I think. You know, like he didn't wait around for someone to call him a Jedi master. He was just like, as soon as I'm t- teaching somebody, I'm just, yep, I'm putting my educator's cap on here. Um, and I thought that was, all right, well, that, that seems like that's reasonably canon. Like, um, I don't know what else, really, but then it's all just sort of hanging out and uh yeah everything everything kind of being de- defeated and stuff but like that had like that vader palpatine dynamic as well i mean it's obviously played for laughs but it's sort of like the, you know he's just ready to get rid of vader as, as soon as something better comes along yeah he does it the entire prequel trilogy <laughs> three face times as well he does it in the film as well he does it in revenge of the jedi he's like look kill him yeah <laughs> I don't give it. like you know <laughs> that's what is great about that character like Vader's like, excuse you? Like, what? But Vader knows that as well. Vader knows that he doesn't want to, he doesn't care about him. I think someone, I can't remember who said it. It might have been Sam Witwer, but I remember him saying, like, Palpatine wanted all this stuff to get, like, the brand new iPhone in Anakin Skywalker. Like, the update, he's got the best updates, he's got the best, you know, technology. And then when he gets him, it breaks. Like, he, the screen cracks. Yeah, it, and catches he on fi- it catches on fire. And it kind of, you know, <laughs> you can kind of see what's going through the screen. It's like, oh, man. I mean, I guess it'll be all right. Because yeah. <laughs> I, went and, I went and after I got that iPhone, I went and burnt and destroyed all the other phone companies. <laughs> <laughs> but then the brand new phone comes back like 30 years later by the same people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I want that one. But yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed the Lego special. I thought it was really funny. Um, I did like people take things too seriously. I didn't even really like. I didn't even search for conjecture on it. Like I, I think I've mentioned this a few times. Like my my timeline is personal timeline is very well curated. Like I don't really see any poo pooing. Like the, obviously the one for the podcast is a bit more wide, but I don't sort of you know bother on there that much apart from sort of promotion things or I can think of a very stupid joke that Star Wars related. But um, yeah. So most people were just like, oh yeah, it's fun, you know. This is what it is, you know. It's cool. Like I hope they do um, do some more. I would like a few more yeah. direct holiday special in jokes though. But uh, I want like directly referencing like the um, original one. But, that would have been good. But you know, that's okay. But like my we um, made we made a subtle um, holiday special joke one of our viral videos recently, which was fun. Oh really? I don't think I've seen that one. Is that was it? Uh, oh, is it? So there was something that was cooked up in the. Um, Cooked up in the production meeting, was it? <laughs> well, it was the Frog Lady. Uh, I mean, we made a video about Frog Lady and Frogman. Yep. Uh, cuddling each other. Aww. And I decided to use um, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Uh... Because I loved that song. I thought it fit really well. 
and unintentionally, obviously, they're canon, according to the holiday special. Yeah. Jefferson's uh, Jefferson Starship are canon. Well, so, technically, you could argue that's a canon song. I, <laughs> I remember getting into a discussion with, uh, a couple of times about, like, Max Rebo Band, like, whether they're actually, like, a, a popular band or whether they're just, like, a giga, gigging out of rim band. Like, is does Jabba, you know... Is it kind of like when you hire Elton John to play your wedding kind of thing? You know, like rich people pay, put yeah. the money down. So Jabba's just like, I want the best band. You know, they're going to come and do a residency. I think that's definitely the case. Team. I feel like, yeah, like... Or are they just like I a think... slumming gigging band in the worst part of the galaxy and they're just taking any gig they can get? I think it's more like um, Vegas in the 50s where it's like... Sammy uh, Davis and Dean Martin. Yeah, the Rat Pack. Are yeah. dealing, are like hanging out with the Mafia people. <laughs> I think that's exactly yeah. like Jabba got them fame. Like Jabba kind of knew them before, got put some used his mob ties to get them big, and he's like, "Hey, I when, I, when I want you to play, yeah." yeah Max, Max Rebo's down with that. Like, I think he's got some dodgy stuff going. He likes on. But also, he's like a popular musician. Well, he's clearly the only one who made it out alive too. <laughs> he, he turns up in that holiday special. You know, it's kind of like. Um, you know, when, uh, you know, people like Billy Corgan, you know, re- rewrites the Smashing Pumpkins as just him. And it's just like, ah, oh, this isn't really <laughs> the Smashing Pumpkins. This isn't really Max Rebo. I was, it says Max Rebo band on the front, but, the, you know, the rest of the band was essentially, it's like, oh, no, I got a bunch of new guys. It's all right. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <It's like> Brian <laughs> Ferry with Roxy Music. Yeah, there's a whole, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them that do it, isn't it? I think it's like, ah, oh, it's not the same. It's not the same band. I know uh, Claire's happy because I keep suggesting that now that we know that Boba Fett survived. And Max Rebo. There's a good chance that Salacious made out. Oh, yeah. Maybe he took them with him. Maybe they're all in the Sarlacc together. And then... I mean, Salacious is pretty... Like, he's pretty nimble. He could have just leapt off the thing pretty... You know, done like a a diehard kind of... I mean, there's a a Photoshop of him kind of like, you know, projecting away from a fireball behind him kind of thing. Yeah, if I get time to, to Photoshop that onto a T-shirt, I'll, I'd send that to Claire. I'm sure she'd appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to think there'd be more survivors because it took some time to 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 blow up. Like if you were sort of yeah, yeah. I, if you were kind I of Luke under- kicked a few people off. <laughs> yeah, he was like at the time yeah. I felt embarrassed, but actually I'm really glad that happened in retrospect because I just sort of <laughs> dusted myself off, and uh, <clears throat> I guess they go back to Jabba's huh? palace and, and raid the place. Yeah, oh, there's so many, so many stories you can tell now. Post episode nine, I think. Mm. So where you, um, where you at with Mandalorian? What time does Mandalorian drop in in the UK? Roughly. I think it drops at like 8 a.m. That's pretty good. All things considered. I don't considered. think that's not too bad. Or at least like, I wake up about 8 a.m. and it's, it's already on there. So It's waiting for you like a Christmas present under the tree kind of thing. I just wake up, watch the Mandalorian, and go back to bed. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, um, I, yeah, we've had it. We get it like perfect viewing TV time here, which is about 7 p.m. Friday night. Oh, perfect. Especially for people with children who don't have no social lives. So you just sort of, you know, roll, put the kids in bed, roll on the Mandalorian. So it's, it's great. So it's, it's kind of weird that, you know, usually Australia or the UK get the rough end of the stick for releases and things. And it actually is America. <laughs> you know, yeah. people sort of, you know, your, your Corey and Noah's and those people and Claire as well, you know, up at two in the morning, like, Hey guys, welcome. To- okay. Let's, uh, all right, let's get into this. Like, you know, kind Doesn't of slap either. the face. Doesn't and- affect me. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
how you how you're faring the season so far? Because it's sort of living up to expectations. Have you hit sort of predictions and stuff like that? Like what you thought was going to happen have kind of happened. And I mean, I know that yeah. there's been stuff. I mean, I really, really, really wish that I knew nothing going in. And I know that we're kind of at a point now where almost all the things that had kind of leaked as far as you know, months ago, there was some talk, there was some stuff that recently, I don't know that. But, you know, I mean, that cuff's sort of out in the open now. So it feels like, <clears throat> you know, stuff like <clears throat> the cloning coming back into it and whatever Gideon's got cooked up in that hangar. What, what is that? Are they troopers? Are they? Or robots? Uh, they're dark troopers. Right, from the video games? Yeah. It was confirmed in the last week's episode in the, uh, I think the subtitles. Right. So are they dudes in suits? Or are they just like improved battle I mean, that's the the topic of debate between people because <laughs> people aren't sure whether they're cloning people to have force sensitivity to be cyborgs or if they're just cool suits in my opinion robots because if they're droids i feel like that makes more sense thematically for din to be upset about that he's kind of like oh no it's happening again yeah pretty much yeah yep I think that makes more sense to me. But then again, no, could be wrong. I like, I prefer the Palpatine stuff because I just I love that plot point. Like no matter what people think of Episode Nine, I love that stuff. Like the whole shenanigans there. I haven't even I don't even know if we've spoken since Episode Nine. So we should we'll just go back in the time machine a little bit here. Like, what was your Episode Nine sort of viewing experience? Did you get some mates together? Did you do a midnight kind of thing down the view? Yeah, we did the midnight viewing. Uh, all three of us and. It was fun, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was weird. Actually, it was weird. I walked out, and my <laughs> my first opinion was the quote to quote Han Solo from Episode Seven. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like a negative. I don't think it was a negative, huh? And then we went back to watch it, and I was like, "Look, no, it's no." It took me a day to think about it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I'm just interested to see what my family think." They all came back. And it's been contentious. Like my dad has been less fans of the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. and more so of the standalone stuff. Yep. So he loves the Mandalorian. He loves uh, so uh, yeah, Solo Rogue One. Rogue One. Yep, yep. So I was intrigued what he, what he thought as well. But they all loved it. Mm. Like my mom's like, no, that makes perfect sense. Like I think it makes thematic sense. Everything comes together. And I was like, do you know what? I don't hate it either. And I feel like I just needed a bit more confirmation. I was like, am I feeling weird for liking this? <laughs> am I the crazy one? No, it's everyone else is crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I certainly think it's the weakest of the three, but I don't I don't hate Like, I didn't walk out going, like, how dare yeah, they do that? And how could they? Like, I'm gonna, like, I can see why they've done this. Um, mm. <clears throat> and I watched it again on Disney Plus not that long ago, about a week ago or something. I was sort of just like, oh, I think I'll bang, bang it on because I had sort of a window to do it. And I was, you know, it's like, oh yeah, this is, it's it's got it's a a movie of lots of really good moments, um, but I kind of always feel like the first half of the movie is kind of just like it could have gone bigger, quicker, and then like really. It's of, so fast paced. Yeah, but it's so fast paced doing things that so far paced of shoe leather to just to get to a point where everything kind of ramps up. I sort of feel like once you get mm. to the, sort of the second Death Star, everything kind of ramps up. I'm kind of like, oh, you could have almost cut that and expanded it and sort of returned to the king did or something. You know what I mean? Like really throwing the 
the scope out or something like that. But I don't know. Like I'm, at the same time, I'm like, well, there'll be another one. It doesn't. And it was just weird. Like now, like with the holiday special, like living this world, I was like, oh yeah, life went on. Like yeah, they got exactly. on the ship. They they cooked the what was, what was it they were trying to cook? Whatever their roast turkey yip equivalent tips. was. Yip tip or something. Was it yip tips. Yeah. I'd never heard of that one before. Virtual Wikipedia for that. And... <laughs> I'm gonna get attacked by stars. Explain. <laughs> yeah, right now Molly and Alex's ears have pricked up. Um, <laughs> they can just tell. They can just tell someone's getting it wrong somewhere, <clears throat> which is annoying. I have a um, question for you. Yes, hit me. If they were to do more stories after episode nine mm-hmm. in live action that were canon, would you be angry if they used the first order still in some form? Um, no, because I feel like that they didn't really resolve that. <laughs> That, okay, that's my that, opinion too. Like that I was think one of the. Get... I mean, that was one of the sort of the things that kind of probably did bug me about Rise of Skywalker was that they sort of spent two years, two movies setting up the First Order taking over, and then they didn't really get resolved. I mean, I had this whole theory that I thought that the the thing that the the fact that the the, the First Order used stolen children was going to really play into the final film. And that the fact that Finn was a stolen child and maybe the MacGuffin was sort of like a way of getting them all the First Order people to find out where their families were so they'd all like go, well, I'm, I don't need to fight for these losers anymore. I know where my family is. I can go back and I can, you know, that would, you know, and then sort of, you know, maybe the, the, the MacGuffin was for Ray to, to, to become head of the First Order by getting rid of Kylo and then releasing all the information to everybody and then you could kind of dismantle it that way. Everybody just goes home because it's like, well... You know, I've rubbed the rubbed my eyes a little bit, and I've seen the the truth and blah blah blah. But you know, they didn't ask me. But anyway, but there is that there is a potential sort of story out there of yeah, like the Empire kind of stuck around with less, as it turned out. Like they got beaten. I feel like they got beaten worse. It's kind of hard to tell. How did they get? Beaten? Yeah, it reminds me of that robot chicken sketch where they go. Well, there we go. The Empire's over. He's like, why? He goes, the Emperor died. He goes, so? He goes, we've got like loads of ships still and loads of troopers. And he's like, no, like, when you fly off a Death Star. He goes, but that happened before. We didn't give up. He goes, no, nah, but the Emperor's dead. He goes, what's mean? <laughs> it's like, true. That's what it me of. Well, I know like in the, in the new canon, like the Battle of Jakku was like where they kind of finished them off, so to speak. Um, and then I think in the old canon, I think in the Thrawn books... It was it was said that like you know the the, the A wing that takes down the super star destroyer by itself where he kind of like he flies through like the, yeah. the, and the whole thing just falls like he you know and I think in the the book it said that like he, that was where all the best and brightest of the empire were all on that ship that that was like you know the the crack troops for whatever so that was sort of exactly, after that yeah. you got left with the dregs because all the best everybody was on on the worstly you know shielded ship in the galaxy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's like, hey, we're military, military geniuses, not engineers over here, okay? You know, like... <laughs> yeah, to, to, to give a bad pun, it was uh, that ship design was badly executed. Oh, burn. That is a pretty bad pun, but that's okay. We'll let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, man, you, the, the bad puns can travel pretty well over here, but um, I, I, I know what your bread and butter is over there in Imperial Senate, you guys. I know how you roll. Um, yeah, we do us. <laughs> yeah, don't stop doing you. Um, so just go kicking it back around to Mandalorian um, again. Did you? I mean, I. What, what did you think about the fact that he's in some kind of like cult? I love it. Kind of explains I quite love a it lot. So much. 
Yeah. I think he doesn't really know great. much. He doesn't really know much about the galaxy. That <laughs> he's actually kind of like a sheltered dude. Yeah, and I feel like people seem to suggest that maybe this means that the armor is a villain. But I don't know if that's the case either. I feel like I know the, the whole point of the show is up, that. But it's all sort of grey areas. Yeah, they also did save his life. <laughs> no. On the on the pros and cons list. For like stopping you from getting murdered by a super droid is on the pro list. Um, um Yeah. I think that there is just so much intrigue from this. Hmm. The idea that in Rebels we saw Bogotan unite the clans, but but perhaps there's a huge group of people that wasn't there to be united because they were the outsiders. Yeah, I think that like will tie we'll, go, we'll go along with it for the sake of you know putting this thing to bed. But really, when we get our chance, we'll. Uh... No, I think that what will happen is that beforehand, when they tried to fight the Empire, when Bogotan and Sabine and all that stuff, when she had the dark saber, it was like, well, we we. we united the clans therefore we'll win but if they didn't unite the the cultists and thought they were just still outsiders maybe the core concept and idea is that they have to bring them into the fold and people that they once treated as non-mandalorians when really that that they are as as a mandalorian as anyone else like din perhaps and this is what i think will happen furious wise boba fett yep or all come into fold and be like, look, you got to get us involved. And then they can win the day. Or they, I mean, they, or they just, you know, they all kind of got together and had a crack at the Empire and lost pretty badly. And then they're just like, you know what? If you guys, you're on your own. Like, we're all going to get out of this planet because it's been trashed. We, we're, we're just busting it on our own here. We don't need you. <laughs> you suck at us in with all these promises and, you know, you, you failed us and blah, blah, blah. But, um, it's it, interesting if they tie around, like, you know, we, we're seeing like, we seem to be getting hints of the formation of the First Order sort of dropping there as well of like, and sort of going back to for about the children being stolen. And then like he was a not necessarily stolen, but he was basically an indoctrinated child. So whether he sort of catches wind of like what the Empire's next move is like, well, we're just going to start, you know, start farming kids, start looking for some kiddies to, to hold blasters and stuff like that. So whether they get that far into it or not um, remains to be seen. But um, yeah, I feel like that isn't going to be the case because I feel like with the first order, the what was intrig- intriguing about it is that they were harvest- harvesting from the unknown regions. So these mm. are planets that didn't necessarily know about the Empire, which makes, I think, the kidnapping and <laughs> subjugation of the planets worse. Yeah. Um, but then they got to like, you know, Rise of Skywalker, they're like, they got to Kajimi and they're like, yeah, they first sort of, sort of tore through here and, and, and took everybody and stuff as well. So they, I mean, they obviously started out wide. And then we're like, all right. <laughs> like that's, that's like, yeah, post. Oh, that might be post taken. Like, like, yeah, they, they, they have the coming out party. They're like, <laughs> we're just going to kidnap anyone now. It's like, we know. We're not, not going to hide it anymore. We're going to hide it. There's a banner that says, <laughs> congratulations, we're bad. <laughs> that's not that Simpsons episode or whatever. Is it when they go to Russia and they're like, I thought you guys were good now. And they're like, ah, oh, they pulled the thing and like the yeah. the, the, <laughs> the Soviet like, Lenin must Lenin. crush capitalism. Yeah, that's literally what happens though. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah exactly. wow. I gotta find that clip and just like you know do that thing like Rise of Skywalker 2019. It's like <laughs> back. Uh, that's your artwork. The episode work. <laughs> All right, I'll have to have that down. Um, now what was I gonna say? Right, Baby Yoda looks like mm-hmm. he's. 
it's being heavily implied that he's kind of they're just trying to suck the force out of him basically like mandalorians are back like m count like talk about saying it without saying it oh the mandalorians i love it i love it so much the john favorization of it where he's like i can i'm going to utilize this concept but i can only take it so far yeah like, i don't want to use the name but i'm like come on dude i like that he's been won over by dave filoni <laughs> all these prequel stuff you had the pod racer in episode one you had the pit droids, you know. I love that he's implementing more the, prequel stuff. The balance is like I'm not saying the balance of power. I don't think there's a balance of power, but do do you think it's like Favreau writes these outlines and and Filoni's kind of like, yeah, well, I think you should. I can't do a Filoni, but you know, put it this in, put it this in, or like, do you reckon he's? Do you reckon Favreau's even seen the Clone Wars? Yeah, of course he has. He's in it. <laughs> oh yeah, of course he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> that 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 uh, parks that line of questioning. <laughs> I, was no, like, I, I don't think he's think... seen it. I think he's. I was like, oh no, he's actually in it. Well, he's at least in the episodes that he's in. So exactly. Yeah. But I feel general. like he has because I think he was at the premiere of the Clone Wars movie. You could be wrong about that. He was. Um, I think that he. I think that he has just changed. I think his views upon the story has changed because of Filoni. Which I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed that as well. Like it sort of started off as like a, I want to make a Boba Fett show. And then it, it's kind of, well, you can't do that. So, you know, do this and do this and, you know, work on this lore and blah, 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 blah. And throw the galaxy out a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ironic because apparently now they're doing a Boba Fett show. Yeah, that seems like... Where do you go where you can't like he's gonna have another dude in armor in another show? Like I don't I don't well, know. Well I heard apparently it's supposed to take place between Return of the Jedi and season two of the Mandalorian. So I don't think he will be wearing armor. So do you reckon we won't see Boba Fett again? I think we'll season? see him this season. You reckon? I think we will. They can't yeah. help themselves, surely. I mean they the the trailer consists of just the first four episodes. Yeah. Which is great. Which just means now it's sort of, you know, I mean, everyone's sort of saying it's so Tano's turning up this this episode, but I mean, who knows? People have been wrong before. I'll, I'll sort of wait and but see I mean, until I see it. But... That's four episodes left mm. where we know nothing about it. And it's not like Ahsoka is a big, massive spoiler. Of course, visually, it's going to be a spoiler, but yeah. we know she's in it because they've said it. <laughs> yeah, like Disney, Denmark or whatever. It was just like, oh, no, no, Rosario Dawson. What? Oh shit! Oh well, it's out now. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but like, that's not, like there's so much that we don't know in these last four episodes that anything could happen. They I could see. have um, I don't know, Hayden Christensen show up. Could you imagine that as a force goes to Fasoka? Wow, it just seems so weird if they did that. They, they didn't do it for Rise of Skywalker and then they do it for Mandalorian. Like I still think he is more likely to open an Obi Wan show. Um, but you know he's aging pretty well. I don't know. I feel like the TV show they get to have the luxury of a TV show as opposed to a feature film is that you have longer time to tell a story. Mm. And I think with the Rise of Skywalker, I think while I would have liked to have seen Anakin, the fact that they got not only Hayden Christensen back but also they included Ahsoka, Kanan, Mace Windu, Qui Gon Jinn. I feel like that's a merit in itself. Yeah, I do. I I understand why people would be like, it would take away if they were like <clears throat> doing battles in the background. Yeah, and I, there's nowhere in the plot of that story for 
Anakin Skywalker, the ghost, to really play any part apart from that moment. You know what I mean? Like, there's no point him turning up mm. to talk to Kylo Ren or anything like that. Like, the the point sort of Kylo Ren, redemption hits is sort of the moment between him and Rey. It's not like Anakin just sitting there and, you know, and then, like, the, obviously the memory thing of Han Solo is a bit more Although much I will more argue, I, I, I wish we did see him at the end of the film with the Tatooine scene. Mm-hmm. But I would have argued that this is this is where you push it. It's like, because yeah, yeah, Ray doesn't but, know like, who he is. Had... <laughs> Ray just be like, "Well, who are you? <laughs> Who's that young handsome man over there?" She's read the books. I'm sure there's like a chapter on Anakin. Oh, those books are pretty ambivalent. I don't know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just... I think, I think that it would have been cool to seeing Anakin, Luke, Leia, Padme, and Han, and Ben. <laughs> and, and just but like R2, like, R2 in there and let's sorry. too much but also I would have liked R2 and 3 to be at the end of the scene instead of BB-8 but we can't all be pickers and cheesers can we <laughs> no I suppose not um, yeah Anakin's a bit of a I always got to wonder about like Anakin Skywalker like arguably the most famous Jedi and kind of People just accept that he got killed and then Darth Vader turns up and, you know, I know there's like a few people who sort of piece it together and stuff, of, you know, or assume that's kind of what's go- what, what goes Well, down. the galaxy knows. Uh, they Bloodline. know by then, don't they? Don't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bits in the book is where like, it's like a tabloid where it's like <laughs> Princess Leia's father is like Anakin the sun and Darth running Vader. It. <laughs> and because they tell the truth and they go, oh, Anakin Skywalker, the Jedi hero is Darth Vader. <laughs> I love that. I'm just like, trying to really Rupert Murdoch. I'm just trying to really Lord. think of the sensationalist sun headline for that, which I feel like we've 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 talked about one time you're on here as well. We always fall back onto the crappy British press of just like, you know, <laughs> Leia, Vader, Daddy, Mummy, you know, it'd be some kind of really weird pun kind of yeah. I need time to think of it now. I know there's there's probably a whole room of people at the sun who who knock those headlines out. Um Princess Leia's father dresses up in Yeah. <laughs> Nazi memory. Yeah. Imperium memorabilia. Get this. Uh, yeah, it would be like it would literally be like the head of the resistance is dad with space gerbils. Yeah. Oh, it's a terrible PR move. Terrible yeah. PR. Like, like her whole campaign. <laughs> and she's like, like I'm in the government. Everyone just finds out that the worst guy in the galaxy is my dad. Now I'm gonna go for my own army over here. <laughs> over here. <laughs> And hope they give us money. Yeah, and hope that they give us give us money. Like it, it, it is a pretty risky PR move, I guess. Um, Especially because she was running for space president. Yeah, and it's like, oh, by the way, by the way, that's what I love about the first one. That's what that's one of the things I hate about the sequel trilogy. It's because because the, the com- timeline is so compact, there's not enough time to delve into the political intrigue. But the political intrigue from Bloodline is so good. The way the First Order are secretly manipulating things behind the scenes and coercing planets that were once Imperial to going back into them. Because they're kind of just like a, hey, we're just a political party now. We're like, we're not, we're kind of like Sinn Fein or whatever. You know, we're like, we used to be militarized, but now we're just a political party. Now we're just sort of greasing the wheels. We're just some growing police forces who happen to look exactly the same. They're called stormtroopers. (laughs) We got all this stuff, you know, like (laughs) we can't throw all this technology out. Like that's wasteful. We've rebranded it. We're we're rebranding. We're a hip new, we're a hip new thing for the kids. Kids, you say? Did we say kids? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing about that is that it's true. And that's what's terrifying. That it does happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's you know, if anything the last few years have learned us is that you know people some people go along with anything really. So it's not ridiculous to think that like why didn't they do that? It's just like well, take a look out your window, man. There's going to be somebody exactly. out there who who if they get told the right thing or get convinced of, of something a certain way that they're going to go along with it. So yeah, I'll be curious that like whether Star Wars sort of tackles that kind of stuff going forward that you know like you that's how you could bring back the first order you could just be like in a galaxy where people are just like oh well you know i read that it was actually wasn't that bad and that you know princess leia's dad was darth vader and she ran her own army and like these guys were just trying to you know keep the streets clean and uh you know you all turned up with your lightsabers and yeah and you yip, yip, exactly yeah. trying to <laughs> <laughs> There is so much story there. I feel like it would be interesting to see if then they try to retreat again. Like, no, 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 no. You're not getting away this time. And it's a great opportunity for a Finn TV show to delve into that sort of backstory. Well, you can... The thing is, I guess, that when you... You know, you you tie the the bow... Like a tie bow on the end of sort of a story like that. And you've got uh, characters. You have an ending, but... You have an ending, but you it's completely open-ended you know like the holiday special like shit just life just went on and stuff's happening so um obviously if you do a finn tv show or a, a poe dameron thing or you do episode 10 or whether you start at one again and it's a new sequence cycle saga's done this is a new thing like as soon as you get one of those characters on board you've kind of committed to the story regardless you know like if you get if you get john Baega and he's just like all right I've made peace with Disney. They've promised me, you know, producers rights and I'm going to executive produce this thing and I'm going to, you know, do it my way and we're going to work. I'll be in the story room, but like, great. But then it's like, well, if you've got a Finn show, you've got to at least mention where Ray is <laughs> in some description. If Daisy Ridge is just like, I ain't coming back. She's going to Harrison Ford it. She's going to come back in 30 years. Um, yeah, how do you do that? Like, you've got to address those sort of things. I mean, I guess you can just be like, Ray, she's busy. You know, you can just do the... She's teaching a new Jedi. Yeah, like you can sort of write around it, I guess, but it's kind of like that also stalls the the progression of other stories because you're just like, well, at some point you're going to have to deal with what happens to her one way or the other because if, if the door's open for her to come back eventually, like, well, we don't want to close that door. We don't want to kill her off. We don't want to Chewie drop a moon on Chewie and um, oh, God. take that risk. Remember that? Oh, good Lord. I was like, oh, it's so sad that he's the only one who survived. He's like, no, he's over the moon because literally because he, you know, didn't get hit by bloody moon again. Well, I was on um, Force Material with um, Rowan and, and Baz, a couple of blokes up in, in Brizzy. I think Rowan might, Rowan might not be in Brizzy. But anyway, I digress. And they had, one of them knew the guy who wrote that book. I think he was just, um, and he said that like, he went to Lucasfilm and was like, all right, you know, like, who can I, who can I kill? And they basically just said pretty much anyone apart from Luke, Leia, and Han. I think it was like it was actually kind of a lot more. It was a lot more wide open than he thought it was going to be. Like he was. Oh bit, wow! I thought they'd be like, oh well, you can you know nine numb or something like that or something. But it, it turned out that they were a bit more because I think it was sort of like it was that sort of relaunching. Was it that was the, the use on Vong or whatever it was? You know, that was like the new. Yeah. You know, so we got to we got to show that the stakes are high here. That any, anything can happen. Anyone can go. Um. Yeah, interesting choice though, especially considering Chewie can live forever. Like he can stick anybody in the Chewie suit. Exactly. Yeah, very stupid. I I can't stand that. <laughs> but I feel like 
with the, the sequel trilogy, you've also got a, a great opportunity to perhaps do a big move and part of the animation team, which is that we've seen so many animated characters go to live action. And mm. then that would be like, wow, animation's on par with live action, which is what it should be. It shouldn't be like a separate, like, well, therefore animation is lesser than live action because it's cartoon. Like, no, it's just a different stroke. It's like, it's like, it's like saying, what, you use oil paint instead of, I don't know, another different paint. Acrylic. <laughs> Acrylic. Oh, you're rubbish. Um, it's, yeah. Because it's sort of like... I the think fa- the... Oh, you go, mate. Okay. Yeah, no, I think the best thing to do now is to do the opposite when have love action characters be told in animation. Maybe continue those stories. Maybe see some post-OT animated Luke action. Yeah. Maybe some post-sequelogy um, action with Ray. Because it almost makes those... I think the original trilogy particularly, it almost makes it seem more and more isolated because you are basically pulling everything around it and uh. and kind of writing around those events because they're not there. Like you've got all that sort of like lead up prequel, Clone Wars, Rebels, and now you're getting into Mandalorian, Resistance, sequel trilogy stuff. And it's kind of like, we almost have to go around this bump in the road because they're not, all that stuff is obviously because it was there first. It didn't exist. Like you can't. Yeah. You know, get, I get. You know what? I almost said you can't go back and change it, which is absolutely not true. And George Lucas, like, excuse yeah. me. That's the funny thing is, like, it'd be crazy if, if George Lucas was still running Lucasfilm, and let's just say George Lucas still owned Lucasfilm, and the trajectory still was the same. As in, we still had all the same stuff. He did the, the sequel trilogy. He did was this sequel trilogy. He did Rebels. He did everything. Like, and let's go. And he's like, all right, I'm going to release the trilogy back on digitally now. It's time for the digital release. Like, how much stuff do you reckon he would just go back and, and like plod or put into the, into the original thing because he could? Because he's got like all this other stuff surrounding it. I don't know. Maybe he would change some of the background stuff with the, with the volume. But I know that it, it, the changes were the majority of just him wanting to perfect yeah, what he saw in his vision, which I love the idea of him like in 1977, or no, sorry, 1976, filming the cantina scene, and him going, oh, there's something missing here. I got just just something, and then like hitting him, he's like, McClunky, McClunky. Yeah. He just puts it in, he's like, it's perfect. <laughs> I'll, perfect get I'll get to it. I mean, that, that is the. I don't think there's ever been almost been a better George Lucas troll than McClunky, really. Like it's, it's so just, good. It's just like a little Easter egg of just like I know you all give me shit about messing with this scene. You know, I've sold it, it's out of my hands, and yet you know, six or seven years later, I'm still gonna Well, it was it was I think he did it like way before though, didn't he? Because it was for the it was for the three D edit. Was it the three D edit that never was done it had been mastered in four K? Yeah, yeah they, they did it for the 3D that was going to be theatrically released. But then they stopped doing that once episode one didn't succeed as well as they wanted it to. Yeah. Do you remember when they was going to release every single yeah, film? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the heady, that's when he, the heady yeah. summer of 3D. <laughs> Where, oh, Jesus. <laughs> 2011. I've, I've, got, um, I've got a 3D TV just because it was, when I bought a new TV, it was 3D. Like, it wasn't like I seeked it out. I and mean, this is like, 2012 or something that's the one that's mm. in our in our kitchen lounge and um so i've got 
Force Awakens on 3D because I bought it because it had the the commentary track on it. It was the only release yeah. that had the JJ Abrams commentary track. Yeah, so I have I have watched Force Awakens in 3D um, at home, but I don't even know. Can you? I don't even know if you can see a 3D session at the cinema in Australia anymore. Maybe IMAX do it. Maybe I don't think you can see it in any. Like, do you reckon Avatar? Like, I know Avatar is supposed to be coming back. Like, do you reckon they'll bring back 3D? Do you think that'll be? They like, will for that. Do you think anybody will but care? That, that's the film. That's like the film designed with it in mind, right? So. Yeah, I mean, like all those Hobbit movies do... were shot in 3D as well, too. Yeah. I don't know. I never really. I was never was a fan of 3D, to be honest. Well, they did that. I saw the Hobbit, the first one, in like the. 36 frames a second thing as well or whatever it was like the special frame rate that made it look like it, it was shot on video camera <laughs> on video because <laughs> it was just like the the movement was too realistic it was kind of that freaky motion oh. scrolling kind of kind of thing yeah tell you what though the force awakens 3d was actually quite good yeah i didn't see the this, opening like shot I said, on the, the tv Star Destroyer. Good. and the falcon chase was great maybe i'll have to go back and um Although I don't think I've got my, I won't talk about what I've got hooked up to what. (laughs) I'm like, I don't think the Xbox is hooked up to it. I'd have to go check. Um, I have to go check it out. Mate, we're nearly out of time here. This is just like, we'll get together, just catching up, talking Star Wars, all this kind of business. Let's just do a quick sort of like, what do you want to see this Mando, these last four Mando things, the sky's the limit. What do you, what do you want to see? Do you want to see Snoke popping out of a great big tube somewhere? And I would look, look, Josh, you know me. I would love to see Snoke's tube whenever and whenever. God, I've walked into if that. If they want to show Snoke's tube, you know, Maybe look back to There's the episode of the big title right there. <laughs> Snoke's massive tube. Snoke's massive tube. <laughs> I mean, look, the whole Snoke stuff I think is awesome. I love the idea of him. I love the idea of Moff Gideon being actually a Sith. Um, what is it? A Sith like elitist as opposed to the First Order. Mm-hmm. Just under like the radar and like trying to do all the stuff for Palpatine, he's yep. more so like General Pride than like General Hux type of person. Yeah, yeah, he's looking at the bigger picture. Exactly, I love that sort of stuff. I love the all the crazy elements they're introducing. The fact that you can do like a it's a focus story in the Mandalorian. It doesn't take away from his point of view because mm-hmm. then people are like. But you're introducing all these characters now. It ruins the story. Like, no, it doesn't. Because you're just seeing it from Mando's point of view. Yeah. He's just a little dude who knows nothing being thrown into a a big world. (laughs) Exactly. He's a conduit for the audience, which is always the best thing thing about Star Wars. Mm. The thing I want to see this season, which, look, I've got my crazy fingers crossed. I don't know if it will happen. But I feel like when you introduce Boba Fett and everything about Baby Yoda stuff and everything about what they're doing... I reckon we'll see Kamino. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a very good chance. What better way to tie in the whole cloning arc and have one of the most the galaxy's most notorious clones come back? <laughs> the galaxy's <laughs> most notorious clone. <laughs> that's on his business card. Yeah. <laughs> the notorious. <laughs> the notorious C L O N E. The most notorious clone in the galaxy. Bracket, no disintegrations. <laughs> Bracket, may go missing for five or six years. <laughs> um, awesome, mate. Tell everybody, I mean, everybody knows who's listening to this, would surely know about what you and your little buddies get up to, but please plug away. Yeah, so we do a podcast called the Imperial Snake Podcast. That's on iTunes, 
uh, or Apple Podcasts as it's, known, as it's known now, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the podcasting places you can go were probably there. Uh, me, Nikki, and Claire talk about uh, gibberish uh, in the Star Wars galaxy, and we do it very well. We've also got a YouTube channel, which is the Imperial Set Podcast on YouTube, where we're doing weekly Mando review shows, and Claire and I will be doing a reaction video this week. Mm-hmm. for the Ahsoka episode, so look yeah. out for that too. It's not just, you know, British people react to American candy or vice versa or anything like that. <laughs> like, well, it depends we, how we how Ahsoka we're looks. A, we're doing a reaction video of, you know, kids listen to heavy metal for the first time or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a loser because I love those videos. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what does he think about, what does that six-year-old think about Metallica? I gotta, I gotta know. How have you never had the cure? <laughs> Um, awesome mate well you can catch us at starwarsbeltout.com uh, all our stuff's there t-shirts things thanks for everybody keep listening and we'll be back next time so thank you very much mate thank you for having me on I'll see you soon Thank you.